0: Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show. Clones, welcome to the Daily Jungle. What an insane weekend of football we just had! That crazy finish in Minnesota, the Jags walking into Pittsburgh and punking them again, and the Eagles defending their house with that goal line stand against Atlanta. We had it all covered with the NFL Network's Willie McGinnis joining me to break it all down. Then there was the inking in Orange, where John in San Diego got his Jungle Ink, and Adam Hawk, my executive producer, got his. Pat's mugger tattooed onto his arm. I brought him in the studio to reveal the ink and break down possibly the worst decision of his entire life. My words, not his, but probably his words too. The Daily Jungle starts right now. <laughs> Let me open up the show with only a single question. One question. How was your weekend? I'm not even going to drop that played out line from Gladiator on you because I already know the answer. The answer is yes four NFL playoff games, three of them decided by a total of 13 points. The only buzzkill in that bunch was New England doing what New England does at home in the playoffs, humiliating and wrecking an opponent. I'd really hope that game was going to be more competitive, especially watching the Titans go right down the field for that early score. But aside from that, you had Atlanta at Philly coming down to the Falcons' final play in the end zone, and plenty more questionable play calling from the Falcons. You had Jacksonville marching into Pittsburgh, punching the Steelers in the mouth, and the Steelers had been running theirs before the game. And then, of course, above all else, you had this.
1: Shotgun snap. He moves up. He moves up. He throws a long line drive on the near side. Leaping to a catch made. It's made by, oh my goodness, it's going to go in for the touchdown. Grab by Diggs. He broke a tackle. 61-yard touchdown throw. The Vikings have won. The Minnesota Vikings have won.
0: Credit Westwood 1. One of the most insane plays in league history. One of the most insane plays ever. So one version of that call is not going to be enough. I need another version. Let me hear what it sounded like from the Saints perspective.
2: Third and ten from the Viking 39. Precious seconds left on the clock. The Vikings need a completion and an apparent field goal attempt. Here's Keenan. Dropping, looking, throwing near sideline, and it's caught by Stefan Diggs. He's going to take it inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown on
1: the final play of this game. Are you kidding me?
0: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Ouch. That is so brutal. That is so depressing. I need the Vikings call to pick me back up. 10 seconds to go. 24 23 Saints.
1: Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, he got loose. oh my God. Oh my God. 30, no was Touchdown. Oh. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. miracle. Step on Diggs. And the Minnesota oh, Vikings The New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard
0: Minneapolis miracle. If I were that color guy, I probably would have done the same thing. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh. I mean, you can call that the Minneapolis miracle, the Skull Mary, the Hail Millie, the Whiff Six. Call it whatever you want. I still have no idea how that happened. The Vikings have game. Viking fan. How many times have you been through that? How many of you were already pondering where to get that liquid anesthesia administered to kill the pain? The game was over. Drew Brees had just put on a clinic, picking apart a nasty Minnesota defense to drive 50 yards and set up the game-winning Willie Less field goal, making it 24-23 Saints. Minnesota's dream of hosting the Super Bowl was over, and the dream of a Brady-Brees Super Bowl was still alive. All that was left was for the Vikings to call a few plays, for the clock to run out, and for the Saints to start their celebration. And for the Viking fans, to have yet their hearts ripped out again in front of the entire world. Because that's how it always goes for the Vikings in these situations. You get close enough, and then you get punked, wide left. Brett Favre and the why would you ponder passing? Why do you even ponder passing? Wide left. Get a 17-point lead. Look like you're about to advance and then find a way to blow it. I mean, this had been a really nice year for the Vikings. They overcame injuries to Sam Bradford and Dalvin Cook. They proved they were tough as hell. They got the season of a lifetime from Case Keenum. But it was all about to go up in flames, just like it always does for the Vikings and their fans. And then they come out for the final drive. And they play according to type. They get flagged for a false start before the final drive even begins. Then, Case Keenum finds Stefan Diggs for 19 yards and a first down. But the Vikings had to use their final timeout. Remember, they had only that one timeout. The completion was followed by two incompletions, and then, with 10 seconds left and the ball on the Viking 39, longtime Viking Brian Robison told CBS, quote, in that situation, it's hard to believe. Right. I mean, who really thought that could happen? Except this happened. He'll fire to the right
1: side. Caught by Diggs. Stay he got Oh, my God. Oh my God oh my 30. No. 10 What a miracle it's a Minneapolis miracle. I'm
0: telling you, I can see that a thousand times and I would never get tired of seeing that. And yes, Saints safety Marcus Williams is going to see that play in his head a million times more than anybody else. Because if he just wraps up on digs, instead of diving under him for no apparent reason, that ball game is over and the Saints are going to Philly. But the rookie Who had a really nice season. He had a very good game, including a third quarter pick, is going to be on Vikings highlights and coaching instructional videos for an eternity because he picked a terrible time to do what you're never supposed to do in football. Now, kill him all you want. And if you're on social, it speaks not to his horrible play, but to your horrible life, as always. Just know, you're never going to be any tougher on Williams than Williams is on himself. He was gutted after the game, crying in the locker room after the game. He knows he's screwed up and that it's going to haunt him forever. But, but, it's not about Williams. It's about Case Keenum, the guy that nobody wanted, becoming an instant legend. It's about Keenum saying, we got this in the huddle. We got this. We got this. We're 61 yards from the end zone with no timeouts. And this guy is saying, we got this. Joe Montana pointing out John Candy in the stands. Cannot believe how clutch that was. And then he had the brass to break the huddle saying, quote, I'm going to give somebody a chance. That's what this is about. It's about Mike Zimmer, a head coach who had waited for a long time to get that shot. A man who's been through tragedy and challenges. And it's about Stephon Diggs, who was passed up by every team in the draft repeatedly, becoming a legend of his own with that catch, the landing, the run, and the helmet toss. I mean, the plan for him was to catch it and then step out of bounds to hopefully set up a field goal. But Diggs had a different plan. He had a a different plan. I
1: turned around to catch the ball. Like, there was only one guy there. So if he slipped, then I'm going to try to stay up and keep it going.
0: And that guy was Williams who dove underneath him, and then there was nobody left. Nothing but green turf and history and more than 66,000 screaming fans. So how does it feel to do something like that? Ask Diggs, quote, damn, that bleep felt good. He was doing interviews, standing on the bench, posing for photos. My man wasn't looking to go anywhere after that TD, and I can't say that I blame him. Man, if it were me, I would have slept on the field. And I'm guessing 66,000 Viking fans would have happily slept in their seats last night if they could just to enjoy that moment a little bit longer because that was one for the ages. And knowing Viking fans and knowing their history, they're not going to start counting their chickens before they hatch. But all that stands between now and them and the dream of playing a Super Bowl is Nick Foles. You know what? What? Why don't we listen to that call just one more time? He'll fire to the right
1: side, caught by Diggs. Stay alive! Oh, got loose! Oh my God! 30! Hey. No way. Touchdown! Oh. Are you kidding what a me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. No
0: Email number one reads: Rome. Just in case you missed what happened last night in Minneapolis, I'll do you a solid and I will bring you up to speed through the lens of a Vikings fan first quarter Randall yeah That's your cue Albby yeah! second quarter Third quarter late fourth quarter. Middle of the last play with Diggs running down the sideline. End of regulation. We did it! We did it! Signed, Nick, in the land of the Norsemen. Well played, Nick Clones. Give me one second so I can talk to you about something very important to me stamps.com. Now, here's a New Year's resolution that you can actually keep. Add Stamps.com to your business and save a ton of time and money this year. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't need that resolution this year because I've already done it, and I wish I had done it sooner. Stamps.com has saved me so much time and so much money. You see, Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Stamps.com is the better way to get postage. You simply use your computer to print U.S. postage for any letter or package, any class of mail and you let the mailman pick it up. You don't leave your office. There's no more lugging mail to the post office. There is no more hassle. So Stamps.com saves you time and money. Almost everything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk. Stamps.com. Convenient. Easy. Reliable. Efficient. And those are all the reasons why I use Stamps.com and right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Are you ready for a happier new year? Then go to stamps.com. Hit the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in jungle. That's stamps.com. Enter jungle. Once again, to take advantage of this great offer stamps.com. Enter jungle. That's stamps.com. Now it's back to our daily jungle because on Thursday we had a telephone call and it came in and what it did was it may have not only changed the course of the caller's life, it may have changed the course of my EP's life. Now, the phone call came from a clone named John Segman in San Diego. John said that he was looking to get a jungle-related tat, but he wanted some ideas from clones. He wasn't sure what to get, only that he loved the show. He had a lot of respect for me. He wanted to represent with Jungle Inc. He just needed some ideas. Adam Hawk talked to the kid. Screened him out, found out that the tattoo was in fact going to go down in Southern California. Hawk agrees to go field produce the ink session and film the entire thing. So heading into the weekend, there was all this buzz that was building. Now, because I run a tight shop here, I followed up with the Sparrow who told me that he vetted the whole thing out and it was legit. The listener was legit. The tattoo shop was legit. The artist was legit. The whole thing really was going to go down. And Hawk said, look, it's my Saturday, but I've got no problem being a part of this. In fact, I want to be a part of this. I'm going to go. Remember, this was all on Thursday. And then I tagged that conversation by asking, is there anything else, Adam, that I need to know that you would like to add?
3: Uh, I'm going to get a picture of my cat's face tattooed onto me tomorrow, and I'm not kidding.
0: Big freaking troll. Hawk, did you just say you're going to get your cat's face inked on you? Gonna your get, cat.
3: Going to get my, your cat's, cat. yep, my cat's face inked on me. Uh, the only question left right now is placement the leader in the clubhouse is top of the left forearm.
0: No, Hawk, the only question left is where you're going to work next because you're going to be looking on Monday. Well, So to be honest, that was last week. That sounds even dumber today than it did then. And guess what? It looks even worse. He did it. Adam Hawk did it. The internet is in ink. And now, so is the cat on Hawk's arm. The EP of this radio show. The man who is in charge of so many important things on a day-to-day basis. A guy whose judgment I trust. A guy who I let proxy on my behalf. Make important decisions on my behalf. Just dedicated his forearm to the mugger of his pet cat. So now... When we're bumping elbows at Super Bowl with some of the titans of our industry, my EP is going to have a kitty cat looking straight into the eyes of executives. When he's on the sideline of his kid's soccer game in a couple of years, he will be a walking Purina ad. You don't wonder why the other parents aren't talking to you, Hawk. It's because of the cat art on your arm. Now, here's the thing. This particular cat didn't die saving Hawk's life. It didn't invent anything in the cat world, as far as I know. Griffey the cat is an ordinary cat in every way, except now its skull is inked almost to scale on Hawk's left wing. So, Saturday afternoon, Jungle History was made. John Segman met up with Hawk and went under the gun first with a tip of the cap to one of our favorite jungle sound drops better
1: have my donuts.
0: right so my man john got a tat it's a donut Donut. with my name spelled out in sprinkles and underneath it reads better have my jungle brass move how do you clones don't like that i love that i love that move i love that somebody loves our show enough to ink it on his back and because hawk is hawk he was there I mean, that is a guy who goes above and beyond what's required for the program. He volunteers, he gives up his Saturday, and he gave up a chunk of real estate on his arm. And they met up. I got to find out, Hawk. Bring it on in. Bring it on in. Let's find out how this went down. Again, if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, you'll see what I'm talking about. If not, you want to get there right now. CBS Sports Network on DirecTV, channel 221 on Dish 158. Adam, my man, that this there was no way you do something like this and I leave you in that darkened studio behind the glass in the control room. You put that ink on your arm, you get to come into the big boy studio. What's up?
3: Thank you for having me in the big boy studio. I haven't shown you this yet. Are you ready to see it?
0: Y- All right. y- yeah, yes, I am ready to see it. All right, here we go. Okay, hold on, but wait, wait, before I do it, I've seen it online. Now, before you show me this, I just want to be clear. I looked at this on Saturday. I got to tell you, for five minutes straight, I couldn't stop laughing. I literally could not stop laughing. Now, part of that is after I worked last week, did the show on Friday, got on a plane, went to Dallas, did an appearance, got up, did a meeting, flew back, came home, worked out, had a cocktail. At that point in time, pretty much everything is funny to me. But when I saw that, I literally could not stop laughing for five straight minutes. Now I'm sober. I've had a few cups of coffee. Show it to me live. All right, here we go. That's <laughs> incredible. Dude, I, okay, to be fair, yeah. it's even worse in public than it is online. That is absolutely amazing. Did they get that shot? Do it again. Do it again. That is absolutely amazing. Did
3: TV see that?
0: I mean, that, that is almost to scale with Griffy underneath. Yeah. That is insane. All right, so tell me about that day. Break it down. How did it go?
3: Uh, It was a great day. So I showed up at 3 o'clock to the tattoo shop. I met up with John Segman. Super cool dude. He's taking a lot of heat right now. I don't think it's fair at all because... This is his body, his time, his money. He can do whatever the hell he wants.
0: The jungle, and you
3: ripped all his shine, Hawk. I, and I apologize about that. John. That that's
0: part of the problem. Sorry. Never mind his decision to get the better. Have my jungle art. What were you doing, ripping this guy's shine? I just wanted to add to the bit. I wanted to take it to the next level. He By was, add to it, you mean take all of it and put it on
3: yourself. He was kind enough to have me along. Um, and here's the thing: he's taking a lot of heat for it because people are like, "Why the hell did you choose this reference? What does this have to do with the jungle?" There's 30 years of jungle to pull from. It means something different to everyone, and everyone's on him about it. Why don't you guys go get a tattoo? I'll meet up and film it, and you can choose whatever you want. Good point, hot. Huh? Good point. Good Thank point. You. I sat down with John while he was getting tattooed, and I asked him. I said, "Why did you choose this?" And TV's got the clip of it right now that they can roll. So you settled on, and I shouldn't say settled on, so I think you picked the best one. You're getting a donut. It's a pink sprinkled donut. The sprinkles spell out Rome. Yep. And it says, got to have my jungle, an homage to got to have my donuts, Delonte West. Yep. Is that your favorite soundbite on the show?
2: It's one of my favorite sound bites. Um, yeah, it's basically top two for me. Also hot sauce in my bag, which comes from the same video. Probably top two.
0: Alright, so well done. Nate. By the way, artfully done the way you kicked that video. That was not bad at all. Thank you very much. Alright, so he's talking about Delonte West. Delonte West did this absolutely incredible correspondent piece when I worked for ESPN that went viral and it's still one of my favorite moments. So I understand why that might be one of his favorite moments. Get off this guy. I want to be right. very clear about how much I appreciate John, the commitment that he went to to get Jungle Inc. And so I can't tell you clones not to do it because you're going to do what you're going to do. To me, I thought it was awesome.
3: Yeah, it was very cool. And t- Tattoos mean different things to different people, and it's nuanced. It's layered. People are like, why didn't you write uh, Better Have My Donuts? Well, he wrote Better Have My Jungle because it's an homage to you, and that's why he spelled your name out in sprinkles. It's pretty cool. Quick shout-out to Matty Higgins, the tattoo artist. That dude is awesome. He's a Rome fan. He does great work. He fit us in that weekend. It's pretty hard to get an appointment at a tattoo shop on a weekend. And check this out. My daughter came and he put on Moana on Netflix in the back room so she could just chill and eat goldfish while I got tattooed. It was it was sweet. Me,
0: how old is your daughter? Eighteen months. Okay, so she obviously has no idea now, but she will one day, and you're gonna have to explain it to her. Go back to John for a minute. Have you heard from him? Yeah. And what's his? Does he have any kind of regret? Buyer's remorse? How has the experience gone for him so far? Do you know? So, I
3: did talk to John. He doesn't regret it at all. But I also have been reading Twitter, and he's getting killed. You know, some people like Newt are all about it and say, "Man, that's awesome." And then other people like Caleb and Green Bay are like, "Dude, swing and a miss." And it's like, "Come on, man. It's a tattoo. It means something different to everybody." So all the people giving him props, I'm down with that. All the people who are hating him. Go get your own tattoo, you know, and I'll be there for it. But John,
0: in terms of swing and a miss, John, my man, you jumped ship. That's a grand slam. That's a grand slam. That guy literally got ink on his body to represent this show, and somebody who would never, ever have the the gonads to do that is going to kill him for his choice? Come on, man, get off this guy's back. John, you're the man. Nice job. All right, now what about your situation? So then he's done, and it's your time to take the spike. Yeah. I was freaking out a little bit. I was definitely,
3: well, I'm looking at my blank arm and I'm like, man, am I really about to do this? Is there going to be a picture of my house cat on my arm for the rest of my life? And I'm thinking, you know, this, this, this could go really bad for my future. And then I said, let's do it. And they put the stencil on. We periscoped it. What was funny is, uh, Matty Higgins, the artist, he, he laid it on my arm and he said, that's pretty big. Do you want to do it this big? And it's freaking huge. And oh, I say, I say, yeah, let's uh let's do it. And there's no missing it now. And I went I went out for the first time yesterday, like just to the store to grab some stuff. And the cashier was like, Oh, that's that's a really cool cat. And I realized this is my life from now on. People commenting on the cat tattoo.
0: Oh, count on that, dude. There's not gonna be a day in your life that goes by that somebody does not hit you with nice cap, bro. Right. Nice cap, bro. And then you're gonna walk away and they're gonna talk junk. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. I'm all good. I'm secure with myself. You'd have to be if you did something like that. All right, let me ask you this. Here's the one concern. Look, I know you did this in part for the show. Mm -hmm. Now, I know not exclusively for the show because you already had five other tats, so you're about that life. But in part for the show, because you love the show, you love the brand, you have the utmost respect for this show. However— There's going to come a day when you no longer work on this show. And that day probably is going to come much sooner than it would have ordinarily come because you went and you got that stupid tat. So when you leave the show and you still have that tat and people ask you about that tat, you may not have a good feeling about that tat because you did it in part because of the show, because one day you will not be here on the show. And probably that day is going to come sooner than it would have because of the ink. Where does that leave you?
3: I would say that if I was thinking about the future, I wouldn't have got the tattoo in the first place. Dude, I would
0: say if you were thinking about anything at all, you would not have gotten that tat in the first place.
3: So you know how I feel about this show. I love it. And regardless of how it ends, I, I don't care. It'll be fun because this is, uh, this is the job I aspired to be in when I started listening to the radio. I'm here now. It's fun. Um... I get to be me, which is really cool. You allow that uh, clearly, that, that latitude. I let um, you walk
0: around with that stash. I let you walk around with ink of cat. I clearly let you be you.
3: Yes, which I really appreciate. So For how
0: much longer, I don't know, but yes, you can be you.
3: Regardless of how it goes, I will always have a fond memory of it because it'll remind me of the jungle. Can we get another shot of that from our New York
0: guys? This is the cat. This is Adam Hawks' cat, Griffy. Can you see that? There it is right there if you're watching. It's, it's incredible. That thing is big. Listen, you know, and this all went down, of course, in the month of Dryuary. So here you are in January. And what do you got going on? You've got Super Bowl. You've got that Cat Tat. We've got our remote at Tory Pines coming up next weekend. You got a whole lot going on right now. And it's dry-uary. Yeah. Not one drop of liquor. Pretty
3: stupid time to get a tattoo not only because of everything you mentioned where i have to go out and represent you and represent the jungle with this tattoo but also i can't drink any of the regret away not that there is any regret yet but it's a dry month uh it's a challenge that i don't like doing but i do it just to challenge myself and i would have loved to have had a little uh, glass of scotch on saturday night but instead settled for the water and i uh, just let this bad boy heal um yeah, I, I really do wish that I was able to celebrate with a drink. Hey, never
0: mind, dryuary. Maybe you just go with inkuary, where every single January going forward, you get terrible ink. I'm
3: all about that. In That's fact, I've got do. a lot of real estate left. Only one life to live, so let's do it. Let's do inkuary. Every January, I'll get a new tattoo.
0: Okay, so let's see some of the reaction very quickly before I wrap the segment. Matt in Van tweets, "Does at I'm Adam Hawk look at his arm now and want to kick his own ass."
3: Uh, not yet. Not yet. But I have, you know, caught myself in the mirror and been like, oh, what the hell did I do? But that's, I don't want to kick my own ass. I just want to ask myself two days ago why I did this. What does the fam think of this? Shout out to my wife, Mina, who has been very supportive. She came down, she brought my daughter, Uh, she got her ears pierced at the shop while we were there. So that was cool. Um, she met up uh with with maddie and i think she's gonna I mean, do a maddie tattoo loves us man maddie did a lot of business that day he did in fact the owner of the store paul came over and said matt you're buying dinner because he did three tattoos he did john he did john's mom stephanie then he did me then my wife got pierced john's John's mom got ink yeah she's really cool she was that, that's, that's I a know great it's not, i know it's not jungle related though no she that'd uh, been great she got a, she got a snoopy okay yeah so it was cool everyone had a good time and his pregnant wife uh, elizabeth was there they found out they were having a boy it was a really nice fun big day and it was all related to the jungle and we had a lot of fun periscoping it so it was cool
0: dude hit maddie up again what's the name of the shop if people want to go check him out old town
3: tattoo it's in orange the instagram for maddie is at higgins tattoo h-i-g-g-i-n-s tattoo Great, dude. Orange is a cool town, too. That's yeah, a fun it place. Is. it is. It's unlike the beach cities like Huntington Beach and Newport. Like, there's a vibe to it that's very, uh, I, I don't want to say rough, but it's different. And, like, it was cool. This parlor was very welcoming. It was very fun. And I can't wait to go again.
0: Alex Hernandez tweets, Mike Tomlin's play calling thinks Hawk's tat is questionable. At Great Blue GreatBlueDini4, Hawk will never admit it but he was clearly looking past this tattoo decision and focusing on which bad shirt to wear on Monday. Yeah,
3: that's, you know, the shirt, the stash, the tat. uh, It's just, you know, it's stees.
0: Look it up. Cruz is in. Cruz Pedragon tweets, I'm not sure which was the poor choice, at I'm Adam Hawks tattoo or the purchase of that shirt. Thank you, Cruz.
3: I'll see you on the Woodscopes January 19th. (laughs) Cruz is such a clone. I love that guy.
0: Cruz, as professional athletes go, there is no bigger clone than Cruz Hey, Listen, if you're going to get a tat that bad and then decide to cover it up with a sleeve, you better get a sleeve that's as bad as the tat, Right. which is it. what you did. Hawk, well done. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having me in. Thanks for the support. Thank you to all the clones that tweeted me, the love, the hate, whatever. I don't have time to get back to all of it. I wish I did, but I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for being a part of it.
0: Yeah, most of all, thanks for your service to the program. I'd say you've got about 90 days left. This was a
3: great way way to go out.
0: All right, that's it. Adam Hawk, EP, nice job. Hit him up on Twitter. Hit him up on Twitter. Let him know. Now you've seen the ink live and in person. That's a real thing. That went down. As promised, we're joined right now by an analyst with NFL Network, a three-time Super Bowl champ, a 15-year NFL vet, You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Willie McGinnis. You can see Willie tonight on NFL Network's NFL Total Access at 6 p.m. Eastern. He joins me right now. Willie, it's so good to have you back. How are you? I am great, Jim. Happy New Year, brother. How are you? Happy New Year, Willie. I'm so good. It's great to visit with you. And this is your time of year. So let me first ask you, you've been around this game, Willie, your entire life. Have you ever seen anything like the end of that Viking Saints game?
4: Oh my gosh, man. I, I never, never am I I mean, I, I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at a routine tackle. Um, that should happen. I'm thinking the Saints who I picked to play in the Super Bowl, uh, after a great game, going back and forth, a very competitive game. I'm like, it's, you know, it's over. The Saints came back, they did it. They overcame the, the great defense and everything. And, and that happened, man. It, it was, it was amazing, man. It was, it was. It's a fairy tale ending. for. It's been a fairytale year for Minnesota, man. Congratulations yeah.
0: to them. Willie McGinnis, my guest, it's hard to imagine even now after seeing that, that that really did happen. Willie, on that routine tackle, you know, obviously Twitter being what it is, social media being what it is, Marcus Williams, it's just getting crushed. You know, the kid had a really nice year. He had a really nice game. But it was a routine tackle. In your opinion, if the coaches say, we told him, be careful of P.I., and that's why that happened, do you buy that? Or is that a matter of, no. you just got to wrap that guy up and get him down?
4: No, you can't, you can't play the game scared. You can't play the game thinking about penalties and all those different things. Um, and, the, and the thing about the entire tackle is he, he put his head down, he lost sight of, of the target, and he went low. And Stephon Diggs didn't even see him. Stephon Diggs had his back to him. So I don't know why these younger players and these players are starting to go low and try to take out players' legs when – the the, the 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 target is not even looking at you. Just go up and wrap him up and and, and t- make the tackle. The clock runs out. Even if it doesn't, if he gets out of bounds, it's what an eighty-yard field goal. It's not the game is over.
0: William McGinnis joining us. The game is over. The clock spins and the game is over. You wrap up. You get him down. I mean, you and I could go on and on about that game and the effect it will have on both teams. Let me ask you about Pittsburgh. And so much talking, Willie, about New England. And then Jacksonville comes in and beats him up again. And after that game, Steelers guard David DeCastro said, it's embarrassing. It really is, man. It just blows my mind. They beat us 30 to nine. We played like crap. You want to talk about New England? I don't know what to say about that. It's just stupid. Willie, as you look at that, do you feel like Pittsburgh was looking beyond the Jags to the Pats and did it come back to bite them?
4: Well, you hear a lot of different sound bites that kind of backs up that theory, and uh, you know it, it's tough, man, to do that. And that's why, as a player, we've always learned nothing really matters except for what you have in front of you. And it's a one it's a one week season. And I'm pretty sure that the Jags felt very, very uh, disrespected by that, especially after they went in there and already had beat Pittsburgh. Um, the disrespect by uh, you know, by Pittsburgh, overlooking them. And, and you can't do that to a team with, with, with some of the attitudes and, and guys they have on that team. I mean, they got some dogs on, on Jacksonville's team. And they seem like they feed off of people disrespecting me or what teams or players saying or not getting the respect they deserve. They feed off of that. And you don't want to – you know, the, the games are too close these days. It's too competitive. You don't want to give an answer to any team going into a big game.
0: Well, then again, it's my guest. I couldn't agree with you more, except one game that was not close was New England, and that beatdown they put on the Tennessee Titans. What did you make of the way the Patriots showed up in that game and the way they played?
4: Well, I expected that to happen. Um, it's tough to go into Foxborough and, and, and be, I would say, offensively one-dimensional. Um, I, I think the game plan, and I, actually I know the game plan, was to take Derrick Henry out. Uh, contain Marcus Mariota, don't let him run and beat you with his feet, which he had done previously in the last two weeks and make those loose plays, forced him to throw the ball and beat you with his arm. And I knew they just, they couldn't do that uh, against the Patriots. And then even if they were able to score some points, um, he wasn't going to be able to match the firepower that New England had offensively on the other side. So I thought they played a balanced game. I figured that New England would win and they would move on to the next week. But, uh, you know, you still got to play the game. You still got to go out and match up and uh, and see what happens on the field. And, and they executed well.
0: You can see William McGinnis tonight on NFL Network's NFL Total Access, 6 p.m. Eastern. Willie, you know the Patriots, and you know the Patriot way as well as anybody does. So what did you make of the report before the wild card games about the turmoil within the organization and the suggestion, Willie, that Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady are not on the same page?
4: Well, um, you know, I would say in all families, you, you all, you, you have disagreements and you have arguments and you have, you have things that you may not always agree on and things that happen. But I will say that that place is one of the places where, um, they have in the past and will continue to be one of the best at avoiding any type of distraction to take them off the route of winning football games and preparing for football games, even Even the other noise that's coming out of there that they they may lose both of their offense and their defensive coordinators. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that's went on in the past. Um, The common goal for all those three men that you mentioned, Tom Brady and Mr. Kraft and Belichick, is to win football games. And they will do anything in their power to do that. And it's not always perfect. And maybe there was a a few things happening here and there. But at the end of the day, um, I'm sure all that was put to the side until the end of the season, where they'll have a uh, a meeting of the minds um, for for what the goal is right now, and and that's and that's getting ready for these playoff games and getting ready for now, Jacksonville um, to try to get back and hoist another Lombardi Trophy.
0: William McGinnis, my guest. You know, Willie, one more thing about that. Because a lot of this is speculation. A lot of this is sourced reports. You know these guys. You know these guys well. You know everybody that we're talking about here. So, for instance, do you buy the suggestion that Kraft demanded that Belichick trade Jimmy Garoppolo? And I ask for this reason. You and Robert Kraft have a very close relationship. So, if he was ever going to intervene in a personnel move, it might have been on your behalf. Could you see the owner stepping in and ultimately telling or even anybody forcing Bill Belichick to do anything at all?
4: I tell, I've been telling people that story uh, for the last couple of weeks. Um, in my situation, uh, as much as he wanted to, to have me there, and he promised my mom that I would never leave that organization, um, when it comes down to making football decisions, he trusts in Bill Belichick. Um, Bill, Bill Belichick has been stellar in decision-making and, and uh, doing what's best for the team. Uh, a decade or more, and I would say collectively um, they made that decision um, to have to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because pretty much they had no other option outside of you keep him, uh, you give him a long-term deal at the end of the season or you franchise him, he'd be making somewhere north of $25 million. And um, I just didn't see that happen. And uh, a guy making $25 million or whatever the number would be, uh, as a backup behind Brady because of the level Brady was playing at. And, uh, I mean, even right now, he's an MVP candidate. So it's a tough decision to make, and out of respect for Brady, you owe him that. He says he wants to play a couple more years, and he's playing at a, at a certain level. You owe, you owe him that. And, Jim, you mentioned the word force. Um, that's not the type of relationship that they have there um, Mr. Kraft provides resources. He is the boss, of course, but Bill Belichick runs football operations, and they trust in his decision-making, and there's never something that's demanding or forceful that happens there. They collectively, as businessmen, make business decisions, and they do it for the betterment of the team.
0: All right, so prior to Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs going Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs, the story of the weekend is... Were the Jacksonville Jaguars. They roll into Pittsburgh and they absolutely wrecked that place again. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon. That's a list of all the people who scored TDs in the first 19 minutes of that game. 21 0 Jags before the Steelers had any idea what hit them. Jacksonville 45, Pittsburgh 42. That was a result that nobody saw coming. Well, actually, one guy did see that coming. Calais Campbell who told the NFL network last week
1: We'll do whatever it takes you know uh, I mean we, we try to just win win way we can you know uh, play one play at a time you know and uh, execute you know but I take it you know 2-0 uh, if it comes that way or 45 42 if it comes that way you know as long as we win I'm happy not
0: only did he see it he saw the score <laughs> it's Clays Campbell calling the potential score a week in advance which is amazing this dude is not only a beast on the line he's a wizard of time and space. Now, while you could focus on the Steelers' play calling in key situations, and it was bad, I mean really bad, Mike Tomlin had a bad day. The play calling did not go. And whoever you want to blame for the play calling, be it Roethlisberger, Todd Haley, Tomlin, whoever you want to blame, just go ahead and blame somebody. The play calling was terrible. But the fact of the matter is they clearly overlooked the Jags, which is much, much worse. The two fourth down calls – that terrible decision to onside kick it, I mean, baffling. But overlooking a team that beat you down in your house 30-9 to earlier in the season, now that's inexcusable. But that's what the Steelers did. The Jags pounded them three months ago, and then they did it again this weekend. How could you forget something like that? That's beyond me. But clearly, the Steelers did, and the Jags made them pay for it. That stadium was nearly empty by the time the clock hit triple zero because Jacksonville sucked the life right out of it. And the postgame quotes were incredible. The only thing better than how the Jags showed up on the field were how they showed up on the quote sheet. Starting with the pride of the 818, Malik Jackson sticking up for Blake Bortles and firing back at Titan Jarrell Casey who had some Bortles hate earlier. After watching Bortles go 14 for 26 for 214 yards, Jackson got nice.
1: He's a dog. I want to know what Jarrell Casey has to say about him choking in big moments. While you sit at home and watch us next week.
0: I mean, that's brutal. Brutal. How about cornerback Jalen Ramsey? He got into it, too.
1: I was kind of wondering why they were so confident because we stomped their ass last time. We knew we was going to do the same this time. I mean, we were confident coming in the game. Uh,
0: I mean, I I can't tell you why they were so confident. Um, But that went out the door real quick. Quote, I was wondering why they were so confident after we stomped their ass last time. How about linebacker Telvin Smith? You got anything, Telvin? Quote, they thought they wanted to fight the same bleep we beat last time. And they was the one talking all that bleep. End quote. Jalen Ramsey was not finished. Ramsey said quote, pardon my language, but we don't give a bleep. We really don't care. We knew we was going to come in here. We knew we was going to do. We don't really worry about all that. When you all bring that to us, it's honestly the first time we hear about it. We don't care about none of that. Talking is cool. You can do all the talking you want on Twitter, to the media, all of that. But when you get on the field, you're going to have to produce. He went on, quote, you're going to have to show us what you're really about. We're confident because we know the work we put in. We know the blessings the Lord has given us. So we're going to go out there confident. We're going to go out there swagged up. End quote. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Linebacker. Lorente McRae said, quote, What's your mom say when you say something stupid? She put a bar of soap in your mouth, right? But we ain't your mama. We're your stepdad. We're going to hit you in the mouth. End quote. Damn. I got to go back and do that one again. That is so great. What's your mom say when you say something stupid? She put a bar of soap in your mouth, right? But we ain't your mama. We're your stepdad and we're going to hit you in the mouth. Like, literally, the only thing better than what happened on the field were these post game quotes off of it. Even the official Jacksonville Twitter account got in on the act. Remember, Steelers safety Mike Mitchell had said, quote, we can play the Patriots in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We can play them in New England. We're going to win. End quote. And the Jags Twitter account retweeted that with, you can play them on EA Madden NFL all season, off season. Fatality, flawless Flawless victory. victory. Fatality. Fatality, flawless victory. And you know it's bad when the team Twitter account is coming off the top rope to drop elbows like that. You see, there's something about this Jags team, something about its swag, something about its confidence. It's infectious, like the fact that they had a rally at their stadium when the team landed in Jacksonville last night, which is amazing. I love that. And I'm not going to say that's an overreaction to winning a playoff game. That's an awesome reaction to winning a playoff game, especially when you win and you talk that much smack afterwards. And as long as we're talking straight fire, how about Jalen Ramsey once again at the rally back in j I ain't
1: got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. We're going to win that bitch. Duval!
0: Duval! Did he just say we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch?
1: And we're going to win that bitch.
0: Duval! Duval! I got a message for the Patriots. Do not sleep on these guys. Do not overlook these guys. Do not look past these guys. Do not take them lightly. I know you're favored to win that game, and you should be. But do not sleep on Jacksonville. They love it when people do that. They love it when opponents talk junk before the game because then they wreck those opponents and they talk even better junk after the game. Sleep on these guys and you're going to lose a few teeth. Ask Pittsburgh. It happened to them twice this season. Duval! let's go to the pdx trapper in the pdx trapper brother what's going on
2: Hey, how you doing buddy great great yeah up here at portland night clinic for some blood transfusions to stimulate the immune system i caught a take last week from bow i i think it was nashville one thing you learn in in this in this world is that cancer or life itself jimmy and you know this Nobody makes it through alone. Much gratitude and love, Bao, for your words, uh, my brother. First, um, yeah, I saw it with leaving off where, picking up where you just left off. Saw the headline this morning Marcus Williams, huge gap, Olympic on playoff infamy. On one hand, it wasn't Billy Buckner letting Mookie Wilson go through the wickets. um, But I got to say one thing if the Saints' offense hadn't been impotent in the first half, it wouldn't be an issue then again sucks for you marcus also all the yak about the the cheating patriots and the bias of the officiating <clears throat> bad officiating doesn't give you a, a 23 to 7 jungle rules guys scoreboard i hope everybody is in some way uh, thinking about or celebrating dr king's day today much gratitude to you jim old friend for over the over the past quarter century You've always welcomed, furthered, and taken a stand on the racial situation in our country. And lately, to your condemnation of the Nazis in Charlottesville, major props to you, my brother. And by the way, if 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 you and you know who I'm talking about uh, have a problem with players taking a knee during the anthem, at least learn the lyrics, genius. Also, Jimmy, uh, congratulations on the CBS television gig. Uh, Those of us that know you and have been in the jungle for that quarter of a century and more, we know your game. We know your loyalty. uh, We know your work ethic and how you've scrapped and clawed your way to the top. We couldn't be more proud of you. Last, uh, a real short anecdote. I'm driving to Texas to put a ring on Connie's finger. We talked about this on the air. I stop in the desert Badlands a couple hundred miles or so outside Barstow. It's 115 degrees. I've just gotten off the phone with you. I pull into a little convenience store. I get seven jugs of water just in case the A.C. goes and my dog Jake doesn't buy it. Cashier remarks on all the water, and I say, well, is it enough to get me to Texas? I get to the front door, and some young guy behind the counter listening to the radio calls out, hey, are, are you Trapper from Dana Point? I say, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He calls back. Good luck with Connie, man. Jim Rome and ZZ Top nationwide. Jimmy, so proud of you. Congratulations to you and Janet and uh, Tramps Like Us, babe. Thanks for the dime always.
0: You got it, Trapper. What a great story. That's an amazing story. Congrats. Congrats, Trapper. You're the man. And Trapper in the PDX, that is an incredible story. (laughs) There you go, clones. Let's run it back and do it again tomorrow for Podcast Tuesday, our original content podcast. My guest is former NBAer Chris Herron. If you don't know his incredible and harrowing story and life, you're going to want to hear this. Trust me. I'll catch you then. I'm out.
1: How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, A unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.